joining us here at Truth Is Now Treason. And we're in the middle of a series called We Tried It But It Didn't Work. We're going to continue with that series. We want to talk about a couple things today in this episode, as well as next week is our 4th of July episode. After that, we'll continue with our series. So welcome to this truth bit called Will You Take the Bait? Now, my favorite Megadeth song is, okay, I do not have a favorite Megadeth song. There is no good Megadeth song, right, Dietrich? <laughs> uh, that's incorrect. There are tons of great Megadeth songs. So as you can see, Dietrich wrote this. So evidently, Dietrich's favorite song is Hook and Mouth. What happens when you have a hook in your mouth? You can be dragged anywhere that thing wants to take you. And when you have a hook in your mouth, there is pain. And often you get taken to places you really don't want to go. I am Lennox. And I'm Diedrich. Now, we live in a culture where it's a virtue to be offended. We see people who are cutting others completely out of their lives simply due to the fact that they're offended. But how valuable is it really to live a life where you're constantly offended? The fact is that those who are offended all of the time are not happy people. And when you are offended, what is happening? You are making your focus of your life the thing that is hurting you. When hurt is your focus, then you're not going to be a happy person. And it doesn't matter if it's a coworker, a family member, a friend, or a stranger. Focusing on the hurt that happened to you is not going to make you joyful. It's going to make you bitter. So how do we dodge this bitterness that can happen in our lives when we allow ourselves to be offended? Think about it this way. You know, now I'm not a fisherman, way too boring for me, but I've got nothing against fishing. In fact, a memory I cherish happened a while back when a neighbor of ours who loved to fish came in with a huge haul of bluegill. He cooked them up in a turkey fryer after dipping them in a Cajun beer batter. Needless to say, gluttony was my issue of the day. But when you think about the process that has to happen with fishing, for him to catch those fish, what had to happen? He had to bait a hook. He had to put the hook in the water. Now, he had no way to force the fish to take the bait to make it bite into the hook in the water. To make it bite into and catch itself on the hook, the fish had to decide that it was going to take the bait. And that's exactly what we're doing when we decide to be offended by somebody else's actions or words. We have to choose to be offended. We are taking the bait when we become offended over something. The question is, is where is the bait coming from? The person said what he or she said or did what he or she did, but we were the ones who decided that we were going to be offended by this. So usually the first notion that we have is that the person who offended us is the one who gave us the bait. And this could be the case, but who really wants to see us bite down on the bait of being offended, or as we call it, taking the bait of offense. It's the enemy of our soul, Satan. He is the one who wants us to be constantly offended. Satan's bait is the bait of offense. Have you noticed how many people are mad at each other or are estranged in relationships? Now, studies have been done that show that at any time, one in four people or 25% of People are not talking to another family member for some reason. Yeah, think about that. If you drive past four houses, one of those houses is dealing with some form of estrangement. One in four houses has someone who is not talking 
to another member of his or her family. And this is quite often the case because someone was offended. You know, we can even see this happening in churches. Look at how people are easily offended and leave to go to another one because something happened that they didn't like. You know, often today in the workplace, people just quit jobs because of being offended. So it sounds like we are a nation of people who are very adept at taking the bait of being offended. Now, we're not saying that these offenses aren't legitimate. These offenses can be really painful. But how do we cope with these offenses? In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, everybody calls it the love chapter. It does talk about how we should love others. And it specifically says, love is not easily offended. Did you catch that? Love, the thing that we are commanded to do by Christ, is not easily offended. Take a look at who you are and how you've been acting. Have you been holding a grudge against somebody because of some offense? 2 Timothy 2.24 says, A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. And we all know those difficult people. Yeah, we're to be patient with difficult people. Now, there's a challenge for you. I'm sure that everyone listening immediately thought about that one person who's difficult to deal with. I did too. My thoughts immediately went to Lennox. Ha ha ha. (laughs) You know, if we're honest, we are all the person who can be difficult to deal with from time to time. This is again why we are called to be patient because when we're the ones who are difficult to deal with, we would all appreciate a little patience and grace as well, wouldn't we? Most of what we've already shared or what we will be sharing in this episode is taken from Joyce Meyer's books, one called Loving People Who Are Difficult to Love, and her second book, which is called Power Thoughts. And no matter what you think of this lady, she really nailed it on this topic. And so we are sharing some of what we found to be really helpful to us with you. Joel Osteen, again, no matter what you think of the guy, listen to what he said in regards to this. Every day, we have plenty of opportunities to get angry, stressed, or offended. But what you are doing when you indulge those negative emotions is giving something outside yourself power over your happiness, end quote. You know, you can choose not to let little things upset you. Listen to this statement about those who are easily offended. And this, again, is coming from Joyce Meyer's book. A person who is easily offended is insecure. And it makes sense because Persons who are insecure always think someone else might be targeting them for some reason. That statement that person made was directed at me. Or that person doesn't like me. Or that person is excluding me. She also goes on to say that an easily offended person is always focused on self. And this is what a person who has taken the bait of offense acts like. Again, offense is called Satan's bait. Joyce Meyer explains in her book that the word offense comes from the Greek word scandalon. That describes a part of a trap which the bait hangs on so that it can lure its victims. Now, we know that the Bible tells us that Satan is looking for somebody to prey upon or seize, but it doesn't have to be you or me. We have to be wise and alert to Satan's tactics, and one of those is for him to get you to be easily offended. Offending or being offended is one of the devil's favorite tools to use against God's people. 
Why? Because he knows it keeps us in turmoil and prevents us from loving one another. And we can be offended by anything, rudeness, harsh language. Children can offend their parents through disobedience. Parents can offend their children through unreasonable restrictions, at least according to the children. Co-workers can be offended by their bosses. Church members can be offended by their what their pastor says. Others in society are offended because their friends or acquaintances just don't agree with exactly what they think they should. So Satan wants us to be offended. Why would he want that? What happens when you're offended? Like we said before, when we're offended, we're focusing on the hurt that has been dealt to us. This means that we are distracted. We're distracted from what we enjoy in life. Did you get that? When you're offended, you are distracted from the things that you enjoy in life. We're also distracted from those who love us, and we are off course when it comes to God's purpose for us. Our eye is off the prize set before us. In other words, heaven, winning souls, experiencing the joy that God gives us when we have our mind set on following him. How many people have taken Satan's bait and left the church for good because of something that happened inside the church? Have you taken Satan's bait when somebody talks rudely to you? treats you less than, or your boss passes over you for a job promotion. We must become experts at forgiving those who offend and hurt us. Now, in order to do this, we have to become a person who is hard to offend. Yeah, the best way to defeat Satan is to do what is right. We allow ourselves to become offended. Peace is no longer possible. Love's going to grow cold. The best spiritual warfare you can wage against Satan is to choose to not be offended. So what's the result of being offended? Division, hatred, bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness. Now, there are many people out there who act like this is a list of spiritual gifts. They act like these are positive characteristics to have when they're actually characteristics that repel others. Yeah, anytime you allow division through being offended, that isn't love. And if it isn't love, it makes room for hate and bitterness to grow, which is what the Bible says is sin. And if you are struggling with this topic, understand we aren't trying to condemn you, but we're trying to help. And we're trying to go to God's word for specific guidance. And in 1 John 4, verses 20 and 21, and this is the message version, it says, if anyone boasts, I love God, and goes right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, he is a liar. And if he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the God he can't see? This command we have from Christ is pretty blunt. Loving God includes loving people. And you've got to love both. And if you love God, you will love people because you will want to do what makes him happy. Proverbs 29, 11 says this. It says, sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. You know, respect is one of the things that guys look for more than anything else. Want to earn respect? Learn that most wrongs can be overlooked. Now, when we hold on to an offense, we become stubborn. You know, like Dietrich. Yeah. uh The seeds of offense spread into our hearts and and can cause barricades. This affects our relationship with others and our relationship with God. And if it's left untreated, it's going to become harder and harder to let go of it. If there was anyone who had a reason to hold onto offense and unforgiveness, it was Corey Ten Boom, a woman who was sent to Ravensbrück concentration camp for hiding Jews from the Germans. And we're going to read, we want to read a portion of her story from the hiding place 
I'm going to listen to what she has to say about holding on to a fence. It was in a church in Munich where I was speaking in 1947, and I saw him. A balding, heavyset man in a gray overcoat, a brown felt hat was clutched between his hands. One moment, I saw the overcoat and brown hat. The next, a blue uniform and a visored cap with its skull and crossbones. Memories of the concentration camp came back with a rush. The huge room with its harsh overhead lights. Pathetic pile of dresses and shoes in the center of the floor. The shame of walking naked past this man. I could see my sister's frail form ahead of me, ribs sharp beneath the parchment of skin. Betsy and I had been arrested for concealing Jews in our home during the Nazi occupation of Holland. This man had been a guard at Ravensbrück concentration camp where we were sent. It was the first time since my release that I had been face-to-face with one of my captors, and my blood seemed to freeze. You mentioned Ravensbrück in your talk, he was saying. I was a guard there. But since that time, he went on, I have become a Christian, and I know that God has forgiven me for the cruel things I did there. But I would like to hear it from your lips as well. Again, the hand came out. Will you forgive me? And I stood there, and I could not. Betsy had died in that place. Could he erase her slow, terrible death simply for the asking? It could not have been many seconds that he stood there, hand held out. But to me, it seemed hours as I wrestled with the most difficult thing I had ever had to do. I had to do it. I knew it. The message that God forgives has a prior condition, that we forgive those who have injured us. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, Jesus said, neither will your Father in heaven forgive yours. Still, I stood there with the coldness clutching my heart. But forgiveness is an act of the will, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Jesus, help me, I prayed silently. I can lift my hand. I can do that much. You supply the feeling. And so, woodenly and mechanically, I thrust my hand into the one that was stretched out to me. And as I did, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder, raced down my arm, sprang into our joined hands, and then this healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing tears to my eyes. You know, if a woman who was placed in a concentration camp can forgive the man who oversaw the murder of her sister, then we should be able to forgive those offenses that are done against us as well. When we're showing tolerance for one another and exercising patience, what are we doing? Focusing on others instead of ourselves. That's the opposite of being offended. Jesus did tell us that others would know we are his disciples by how we love in John 13, 35. People usually know when they have hurt us. Love that makes a difference still loves when it has been hurt. Let's be diligent to not take Satan's bait of offense. Like we said before, Not taking the bait of offense is a choice. And let us show the love God has commanded, and it will make a difference in your life. And I promise you, it will be a positive difference. I know it has for me personally. Now, if you are listening for the first time, check out some of our other episodes. And please be sure to like, to rate us on any social media platform. If you see our post on social media, hit that like button. It always helps somebody else to see our podcast. So until next time, my fellow changers.